You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. It's Tuesday, and that means from out of the West, riding a great big bay horse with his slicker on and his hat pulled down over his eyes, here he comes, Dr. History. Good morning, Zab. How, How are, are you? you? I'm doing great. You look good. It's a you cold morning, but the sun's shining. Man, I'll tell you what, this cold weather, I've had enough. Winter better end tomorrow. I could handle that. That 41 degrees in Vegas sounded pretty good. How did they, real quick question, how did they stand the cold and the standing in the snow with their leather boots and all that back in the old days? How? You know, they didn't have Sorrel boots. Now, the Indians didn't run down and get a bunch of mucklucks that had fur in them either and buckle-ups and everything, did they? But, you know, I think the Indians were better prepared for the winter than, say, the cavalry and some of the cowboys. You had a story on that one time. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. The okay. Indians, they knew how to how to handle the cold. Oh, better than us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what's cooking in your world? Well, we're going to talk about, some, you know, sometimes somebody famous and somebody not so famous. Oh, you always come up with these guys I've never heard of. This one you've heard of. Okay. And it's a she. Oh. Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. Yes. You know, I used to go with a girl in high school that could have been Calamity Jane. <laughs> We won't go down that road. Nope, let's not. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with a quote from Buffalo Bill Cody about Calamity Jane. This ought to be good. He said, though she did not do a man's share of the heavy work, she was gone in places where old frontiersmen were unwilling to trust themselves, and her courage and good fellowship made her popular with every man in the command. Really? Okay. You're still going. All righty. Here we go. <laughs> that was Buffalo Bill's yeah. quote. Blame okay. All right. So okay. here we go. You know, among the many mourners who attended the legendary Wild Bill Hickox funeral in 1876 was a sorrowful, rough-looking woman clad in buckskin and a weathered cowboy hat. Her name was Martha Jane Canary Burke, mm-hmm. better known as Calamity Jane. Mm-hmm. She was as famous as the lawman gunfighter who gave uh, uh, whose grave she was sobbing over and crying over. But the non-traditional lifestyle she lived earned her the reputation as a woman who always did as she pleased. And we'll get into that a bit. But okay. uh, she was an army scout, a railroad worker, railroad worker stagecoach driver, wagon freighter, Indian fighter, nurse, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this, Zeb, sometimes a prostitute. Uh-huh. And we'll talk about that a little more later. Uh, There again, you have the ball, you run with it. Okay. (laughs) I hope I don't drop it. Was there anything feminine about the lady at all? You know, I've got a picture of her. Yeah. And I'm going to show that Hold that picture. Now, she is extreme. I guess the word would be, oh, what a plain-looking girl. (laughs) Plain. But I've got a note there, you know, she's better looking than Madam Mustache. Uh, I want to see that. Is Madam Mustache in that book, too? Uh, I I would have to. You have to find that at a break or something. Yeah, I'll see if I can find that. So, 
But anyway, Jane, uh, Calamity Jane, could drink the average man under the table and cuss with the best of them. And for most of her adult life, she was devoted to one man, Bill Hickok. She loved him. She did. Yeah. She did. But yeah. I... We'll get into a little more detail on that, too. Okay. Well, Calamity Jane was born in Missouri in 1852. From an early age, she fought the idea that little girls should always dress like proper ladies and excel at domestic chores like cooking and sewing. Jane liked to run with the boys and roam the countryside on her horse. She was 12 years old when her family headed west, and she was excited about the promising adventure that lay ahead. Well, she fell in love with the wild country, and when she wasn't riding the range, she was holed up in a cow town watching the gamblers, the miners, the ranch hands, and the ladies of the evening, and go from saloons and saloons to dance halls, and little did she know that at, uh, at the time how important these establishments would be in her future. Mm-hmm. Well, she was 13 years old when both her parents passed away. Her mother, Charlotte, died en route to the gold diggings in Montana. Her father, Robert, died a year later. Now, she was the oldest of six children. Calamity was left to care for the family, and in 1867, she moved uh, uh, the offspring, her siblings, to Fort Bridger, Wyoming. She kept her brothers and sisters fed by working as a laundress and by working as a prostitute at a local brothel. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1870, Jane left the hard life she'd been living and drifted across the Wyoming territory. And according to her autobiography, she ended up in Fort Russell, Wyoming. Fort Russell. Fort Russell. I've never I don't been know there. where Fort Russell is. I'm not sure. But she signed on as a scout for General George Custer. Okay. And her skills as a tracker and hunter made her a natural for this position. And it was the first of many frontier jobs this independent woman would sign on to do. Okay. Now, Calamity Jane's employment aspirations were as unconventional as her manner of dress. She wore men's clothing, complete with long underwear and boots, and sported a pair of six-shooters on her hips. Mm -hmm. So, you know, her unusual style and ability to master jobs traditionally done by men made her a popular Western character and earned her the, uh, the handle that became legend. Well, tales of her adventures found their way into dime novels published in the East and uh, helped make her a household name across the country. Well, over her 50-plus years, she traveled from the Dakotas to Arizona and back again. In spite of her hard drinking and uh, somewhat questionable ways, she was really... Well, act- what were those questions? Uh, well, you know, entertainer, <laughs> singer, dancer, uh, those things. Okay. But, uh, you know, she was a compassionate soul. Uh-huh. And on more than one occasion, she helped care for ailing minors who were dying of smallpox. Really? So she was actually, again, one of these people that had a big heart yeah uh despite her rough uh, outer appearance mm-hmm. but jane kept company with various men from time to time and was even married once but her heart really belonged to james butler hickok uh they arrived in deadwood south dakota in 1876 and were frequently seen together hickok maintained the pair were only friends that's what he said. Mm-hmm. But Jane insisted they were more than that. Yeah, yeah. But whatever their relationship might have been, it's clear that Jane was dedicated to Wild Bill. And after he died, she grieved for months after he was killed. I have a question for you real quick. Think about this. James Butler Hickok, right? Yes. Where did the terminology Bill come from? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. 
shave color. I wish the audience could have seen the look on your face when I asked that question. It was just, it was just like, whoo. Yeah, where did that come from? Let's see. Yeah, where did Bill come from? If he was Wild Bill Hickok and he had a name James Butler Hickok, where did Bill come from? I, I don't know. Okay. That'll be that'll be on, uh, on my list of research questions. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Go All ahead. All right. Here we go. Well, August 1st, 1902, 17 years after Hickok died, Calamity Jane passed away from pneumonia while staying at the Callaway Hotel in Terry, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. She was 51. Her body was returned to Deadwood where the town undertaker outfitted her in a white cotton dress. Really? Before placing her in the cloth-lined coffin, and which, you know, let me just go on here. Jane's funeral was one of the largest Deadwood had ever seen. Really? Mourners paraded past her casket, remembering with fondness Calamity's character. And, as I mentioned, he put her in a white cotton dress. Well, one resident who felt the once feisty woman did not look natural placed a pair of six-shooters in each of her hands while she was in the casket. Uh Uh-huh. Well, the undertaker removed the weapons and chewed out everybody for disturbing the body, and but his pleas were went ignored, and many in attendance cut locks of her hair off to keep as souvenirs. Oh, my goodness sakes. Well, the man was finally forced to build a wire cage over the corpse in order to prevent further action. Holy uh, cow, this is getting gruesome. Well, it is a little, you know. They were yeah. putting guns, you know. Yeah. You would have thought he would have buried her maybe in her buckskin. She was going to blow the heck out of the devil, wasn't she? <laughs> she was. <laughs> well, Calamity Jane's last request to be buried next to Wild Bill was honored. Uh, oh, it was? Yeah. Before she was laid to rest beside the man she loved at the Mount Moriah Cemetery in Deadwood, uh, a good friend of theirs uh, delivered her eulogy. And Anyway, two names are inscribed on the tombstone standing over Jane, Jane's grave. One read Calamity Jane and the other Martha Jane. Burke. I see. Now, have you ever been to Deadwood? I, I've been through there, and unfortunately, because of the shortness of the trip, I had to skedaddle right on through and didn't get a chance to stop in and see all the, the local legend. Well, I was there several years ago, and I was able to go to the cemetery, and yeah. they've got it well marked yeah. uh, where both of them are buried. Yep. Now, even though uh, I've concluded with her death, I'm going to go back and hit a few highlights of her life. Okay. First of all, I want to know where she got the name Calamity. I think we're going to get to that. Okay. Well, you couldn't come up with Wild Bill. <laughs> I got Calamity. Okay. I think I got that covered. All right. So uh, Martha Jane, or Calamity, was involved in campaigns uh, against the Indians. Now, here's what she said in her autobiography. She said, it was during this campaign in 1872-73 that I was christened Calamity Jane. Mm. It was on Goose Creek, Wyoming, where the town of Sheridan is now located. Captain Egan was in command of the post. We were ordered out to stop an uprising of the Indians and were out for several days. We had numerous skirmishes during which six of the soldiers were killed and several severely wounded. When on returning to the post, we were ambushed about a mile and a half from our destination. When fired upon, Captain Egan was shot. I was riding in advance, and on hearing the firing, turned in my saddle and saw the captain reeling in his saddle as though about to fall. I turned my horse and galloped back with all haste to his side and got there in time to catch him as he was falling. I lifted him onto my horse in front of me and succeeded in getting him safely to the fort. Captain Egan, on recovering, laughingly said, I name you Calamity Jane, the the heroine of the plains. Mm. She says, I have borne that name up to the present time. Mm. So, anyway, now, 
as most history stories go, there's a little questionable things about all the things that she said she did. Okay. For example, there was a Captain Jack Crawford who served under both Generals Wesley Merritt and George Crook. Okay. Now, he said... I never saw uh, never saw service in any capacity under either General Crook or General Miles. She never saw a lynching, never was in an Indian fight. She was simply a notorious character, uh, but possessed a generous streak which made her popular. Mm-hmm. So, we got to figure, you know, it may be that she exaggerated or maybe she completely made up some of these stories. But uh, even back then, not everyone accepted her version as true. I see. Okay. So, in fact, a popular belief is that uh, she instead acquired the name as a result of her warnings to men that to offend her was to court calamity. Oh. Now, so it appears possible that Jane was not part of her uh, name until the nickname was was made up. So she may have built her own reputation. I believe that's probably... Probably what happened. Okay. But, you know, again, with history, you know, it gets a little foggy once in a while. Yeah, just like Wild Jim. Wild Jim Hickok. <laughs> yes. It's you know, a good thing they didn't go after his middle name. Burke, yeah. No, Butler. Oh, Butler, yeah, yeah, that, that may not have worked. Uh, never so, mind. Anyway. Well, she was certainly uh, was known by that nickname uh, by 1876 because the arrival of the Hickok wagon train was reported in the Deadwood newspaper with the headline, Calamity Jane Has Arrived. Mm-hmm. Now, another unverified story in her autobiography, uh, there's a pamphlet. Uh, and in this pamphlet, uh, it says that in 1875, her detachment was ordered to the Bighorn River under General Crook. Now, her detachment, when she was in the army. Right, as a, as a, as guy, a scout. A scout. Yeah. So, and again, questionable, but we'll, we'll consider this. But anyway, she Wouldn't was... was the army, the United States Army, have records of that? You would think, but, you know, with, with some Especially of the... Especially if it was a woman for pizza. Yeah. And, again, that's questionable whether that was ever written down. I see. I don't know. Okay. But, anyway, she was uh, carrying some important dispatches. She swam the Platte River and traveled 90 miles at top speed while wet and cold to deliver them. Well, afterwards, she became very sick, and Calamity said that after recuperating for a few weeks, she rode to Fort Laramie, Wyoming, and later in July 1876, she joined a wagon train headed north. Mm. Now, the second part of that story is true. She was at Fort Laramie in 1876 and did join a wagon train. That included Wild Bill Hickok. I see. And that's where she first met Wild Bill. Wild Jim. Wild Jim. So, <laughs> contrary to her later claims, uh, it, this is how it happened uh, that uh, to come to Deadwood. Now, here's where things get a little foggy regarding Buffalo Bill, okay. or Wild Bill, uh, and her. Uh, Jane also claimed that following Hickok's death that she went after Jack McCall, the guy who killed Wild Bill, oh, yeah. with a meat cleaver, having left her guns at her residence in the excitement of the moment. However, she never actually confronted McCall. Oh, really? It didn't happen. Just ran around Deadwood with a, uh, with with a, a meat, meat cleaver. cleaver. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, following McCall's later execution for the crime, Jane continued living in the Deadwood area for some time. What did she do? 
I'm going to get to that, too. I figured you did. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, following the execution, she continued to live in the Deadwood for some time, and at one point she helped save numerous passengers in an overland stagecoach by diverting several Indians who were in pursuit of the stagecoach. Now, this is for real? This is supposedly for real. Okay. The stagecoach driver, a guy by the name of John Slaughter, was killed during the pursuit, and Jane took over the reins and drove the stage onto its desti- destination at Deadwood. Huh. So that that uh, leans a little bit towards a Hollywoodish type kind of, but you know, yeah. that's what she said. Okay, Jane Russell type thing. Uh, well, maybe not quite Jane Russell, but well, she played Calamity Jane in a couple of movies. Did she? Okay, all right, okay. Uh, I'll buy that. Okay. So now in 1876 or 78, right in there, Jane nursed the victims of a smallpox epidemic that was in Deadwood. She did a lot. She did. She really And we're did. coming for more. Yes. And we're almost, well, we're getting there. Okay. Well, now in 1881, Jane bought a ranch west of Miles City, Montana, along the Yellowstone River. Mm-hmm. And she kept an inn, and she married a Texan guy by the name of Clinton Burke and moved to Boulder. Well, she again tried her luck in this business. Uh, she had a daughter, uh, but she actually gave that daughter up to foster parents. Oh, my goodness. So, But in 1893, Calamity Jane started to appear in Buffalo Bill's Wild West show as a storyteller. Really? Not really as a, as a participant. Yeah. So... But she participated in the 1901 Pan American Exposition. At that time, she was depressed. She was an alcoholic. Her addiction to liquor was evident even in her younger years. Uh, for example, one story, she rented a horse and buggy in Cheyenne for a, to go for a mile or so joyride to Fort Russell and back. But she was so drunk that she passed right by her destination without noticing and ended up, ended up about nine, 90 miles away at uh, Fort Laramie. So What's her, 90 miles? Come on, quit picking at the poor girl. Right. Yeah, no, she was only going to go a mile. She went 90. Yeah. So she goofed. She, yeah, you know, <laughs> she didn't have a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, now we get to the beginning of the 20th century, 1903. Jane returned to the Black Hills uh, in 1903, and for the next few months, Jane earned her keep by cooking and doing laundry. Mm-hmm. In late July, Jane traveled by ore train to Terry, South Dakota, a small mining village near Deadwood. How old was she then? Uh, she, right now, okay, while staying at this hotel in 1903, this is where she died at the age yeah. of 51. 51. Yeah, which, but you know, really it was unusual for men, especially men, to live past, much past 50 to 55. Yeah, that's true. So guys like Jim Bridger that lived longer, that was quite unusual. There wasn't a need for retirement centers, was there? No, no, they didn't have any rest homes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it was reported that she'd been drinking heavily while on board the train and became very sick to her stomach. The train's conductor conductor, uh, carried her off the train. A bartender secured a room for her at this Callaway Hotel. A doctor was summoned, but she died almost immediately on Saturday, August 1st, 1903. Really? Now, let me get back to a little bit about uh, Wild Bill. Oh, yeah, Wild Jim, you mean. Yes. Calamity Jane was buried, as I said, at Mount Moriah Cemetery, South Dakota, next to Wild Bill Hickok. Mm -hmm. Now, four of the men who planned her funeral, and I'm not going to mention their names, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Later stated that since Wild Bill Hickok had absolutely no use for Jane while he was alive, they decided to play a 
posthumous joke on Hickok by giving Calamity an eternal resting place by his side. (laughs) So another account states, in compliance with Jane's dying request, the Society of Black Hills Pioneers took charge of her funeral and burial in Mount Moriah Cemetery beside Wild Bill. So not just old friends, but the morbidly curious and many who would not have acknowledged Calamity Jane when she was live overflowed the First Methodist Church for the August 4th funeral services and followed the hearse up the steep winding road to Deadwood's Boot Hill, and there she rested in peace and to this day. You're right on time. I mean, we're out of time. But now here's your homework assignment for next week. If... The famous lawman, or infamous lawman, uh, if you don't mind, don't knock the furniture over. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Tell him to quit fidgeting. I can hear it. Yeah, you've got to sit still. you got to sit real oh, still. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, that's all right. If his name was James Butler Hickok... Where did Bill come from? So that's your homework assignment. I'll see what I can find on that. Okay. Yes. That's your homework assignment. And, uh, you know, Gina, we have a case here like uh, our good friend Kelton Hatch. I'm going to have to get duct tape, and I'm going to have to duct tape both of his hands down to the table. He has to move 24-7, 365. Get him a toy out of the toy box. Get him a toy out of the toy box. I got some of those squeegee toys right there you can use. Okay, James Butler Hickok was called Wild Bill. That makes no sense to me. Calamity Jane, we're not sure where that nickname came from. And I've actually heard another version of that that I'm not going to go into. Oh, really? Yeah. Chicken. (laughs) Maybe after the show I'll tell you. (laughs) What are we going to discuss next week, besides Wild Bill being really Wild Jim? You know, next week is Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. And I would like to do a little history about Thanksgiving. But I'm not going to be on the air. Oh, okay. I'm taking the day off, man. It's cut the turkey day. Yeah, oh, we're not going to be on we're, there. We're gone. We're adios. You want a historical story? We're out of here. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. It'll have to be the week after. Because I got family coming in. Yeah, we'll do it the week after. Real quick, tell us about all the countries that listen to this and how many people want to do us in. <laughs> we're just barely under 90,000 hits. Barely under. And... Uh, uh, 55 countries or so. 90,000? Yeah. And believe it or not, most of those are coming out of China. China? Our students at the university. If Obama can go over there, so can we. And we are. And maybe yeah. having a better influence. Uh, I th- well, I, I don't know. If, that. Yeah, you said that, but I, I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. We'll do our best. God's blessings and happy Thanksgiving and the very best to you and your family. You too, Zeb. Okay. You have a good day. God bless you. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.